War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in, routine, urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's weekdays. We start at 11, and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It's Wednesday. It is October 26th hard to believe now first lady jill biden is in town today i'm not sure what type of effect if any that that's going to have on the races that she's trying to impact they think it's comical she's in here to talk about education when the mckee administration are hiding the test scores it's also very expensive if you want to go see her late in the day they're having a reception it's $10,000 or it's $11,000, depending on how much money you want to give them. And then she's also trying to help Seth Magaziner. Now, the clock is ticking. The election is less than two weeks away. Governor McKee is in a better position than General Treasurer Seth Magaziner. But the Magaziner people are certainly not going away. It's a close race against Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. He's doing great. Fung people have run a great campaign. They're consistent. More money keeps piling in. I think Channel 12 is reporting that actually the Republicans have spent more in that race than the Democrats. $8 million, I believe, has been spent so far in that CD2 race. It's also interesting, by the way, that Channel 12, they still don't have an agreement. Nexstar does not have an agreement with Fios. So for those of you that do not have, uh, that are you a Fios, you're not getting Channel 12, which is... Uh, it's one of those things. It's an unpredictable event that would happen. Um, I, I, I'm not sure the impact that, that it's having. I mean, people are carrying on with their lives. It's obviously not good for Channel 12 News because then those that are Fios then just flip to Channel 10 or Channel 6. But it's an interesting, um, I think that's an interesting unforeseen dynamic that has come to play in that race. Now, Jill Biden coming in. A couple things about it. Number one. Let's talk about the two different races. One of the reasons why they need to do this for Seth Magaziner is one in four voters are voting for Mayor Funk, who's a Democrat. So they're trying to, quote, bring them home. I'm not convinced it's going to work because you can't ignore who she's married to, who's a very unpopular president. So right now, you know, of the three options, they say we'll bring Kamala Harris into campaign. Ah, she's not popular in Rhode Island. We'll bring President Biden in the campaign. He's very unpopular in Rhode Island. So we'll send First Lady Jill Biden. It's it's also of note that Governor Dan McKee is trying to draw parallels between him and President Biden, saying that his wife is a school teacher, apparently. Jill Biden is involved with education. I don't I don't know who came up with that. I don't know if you want to draw parallels between uh, President Biden and Governor McKee, but be that as it may. Um, so I, I just wonder, you know, at the very least, it certainly gets everybody together. Definitely a momentum boost. What it really does, though, it's it's kind of a media blockout. The media is going to be covering First Lady Jill Biden's visit all day. Um, and that kind of blocks out the other campaigns. I don't, I don't think it's bad for the fun campaign. I don't. 
just because Alan Fung has really run a solid race. They need to finish this thing out. He has a uh, <clears throat> high-profile fundraiser going on for him in Boston tonight with uh, Steve Scalise, who is Kevin McCarthy's right-hand guy. Uh, Steve Scalise, as you remember, Representative Scalise, he was the one who was badly shot at that baseball field by the Bernie Sanders supporter back in D.C. And uh, that's that's an expensive ticket in Boston. It's not as much as what they're looking for uh, with as far as if you want to see the First Lady. And Seth Magaziner also, you know, he's just so awkward. He has not run a good campaign. Uh, they're still trying to find their footing. But there's still, you know, uh, until the ballots are counted, that is going to be a close race. And it's going to come down to the wire. And she's doing an event with him in Cranston. I think it's like a spaghetti and meatballs, which is also kind of condescending because they feel like, oh, you know, this the second district, the people in Cranston, they're pretty blue-collar, low-brow, so we'll just do spaghetti and meatballs for that crowd. But that's a pretty expensive ticket. Governor McKee feels that, you know, here you have the First Lady coming in and the First Lady of Rhode Island. Uh, Sue McKee is going to be with him. So they feel they're almost basking in the glory. But last night, I went... That was in Pawtucket. Ashley Kalis, there was a rally. Democrats, people over party, whatever you want to call it, Democrats for Ashley. But it was a very impressive gathering. Um, large amount of people, many, much more people than I would have thought. Several hundred were there. And a big contingent of North Providence people. Dick Fossa from North Providence, a few other North Providence people. When North Providence is, is key, and you should know this on the map, is in 2002 when Don Kachiri, when Governor Kachiri won and beat Mirth York, he won North Providence and he won Woonsocket. And I, I've told this story, but I remember I had, had Sheldon Whitehouse on after that election. He said, I would have won those two places. And that was the difference between Kachiri and York. Uh, and, and then in 2006, if you remember, Governor Kachiri really barely got in beating Charlie Fogarty who was the lieutenant governor making his bid for governor. And that was the red wave of 06. You saw Sheldon Whitehouse took out uh, Link Chafee, who had beaten Laffey in that primary. That was also, there was a brutal midterms. And then President Bush, who was the, the second term of President Bush, in the red wave, well, not the red wave, the blue wave that came in. <clears throat> and it was just all Democrats. That was a close night, very close election for Rhode Island Governor Don Kachiri. So impressive gathering. I'll say this about Ashley Kalis. You know, she's really putting out all the stops. She is a very, she's running a very spirited, enthusiastic campaign. They're going to lose the day today as far as because the media is going to be focused on the visit of, of Jill Biden. But she'll, she'll bounce back. Now, they have two debates scheduled for next week. Need to keep the pressure on. She needs to make gains in that first district. And I want people to understand. We have to be realistic about this. Uh, Governor McKee, Governor Dan McKee, he has won three statewide elections. Now, granted, you know, two of them were <clears throat> were big primaries. Actually, let's look at 2014. He was elected lieutenant governor, right? And then he had that close primary against Aaron Ruggenberg in 2018. So he's 2-0 there. Then he wins the general, so he's 3-0. And then he just won. A very close primary uh, back on September 13th. So say what you want about the McKee campaign, but they're 4-0 and with these statewide races. I don't remember if he had a primary in 2014. It wasn't a memorable one. Uh, I don't remember. But my point is, you know, he has done, the McKee people, they definitely have a machine and operation going in the East Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls, Providence. He's done very well in especially the Blackstone Valley, as far as Pawtucket, Central Falls, East Providence, and then obviously does well in Cumberland, where he was the mayor, and then, you know, um, you know does, does fairly well in, in Lincoln and Smithfield and so forth. But, but that, that is tough to penetrate, that Pawtucket, Central Falls, East Providence, and then providence he didn't win providence of the primary but he didn't get blown out either so that's where ashley kalis has to make strides i think it's interesting they're trying to make inroads in north providence i think they'd have to try to make inroads in johnston as well 
So they need to get some places. For instance, President Trump did well in Johnston. President Trump did well in North Providence. Those areas, they may be Democrat, but they're definitely not progressive Democrat. You're seeing a break now. Last night at this Democrats for Ashley Kalis, Dick Fossa spoke, former mayor of North Providence, chief of staff to Charlie Lombardi. And he was very good saying he just feels that the party has become too left, too woke. And also former Speaker Matt Smith was there. And um, and and both of them were actually very gracious and they think very highly of her. And there's a feeling, folks, there's there's definitely it's out there. There's a window of opportunity. I don't know how long it's going to be open, but Ashley Kalis certainly has the attention of people. I don't know what reaction i want to wait and see what reaction people have to jill biden the first lady coming in especially eleven thousand dollars to go or ten at a time that people are counting you know everyone is conscious of how much you're spending at the grocery store so i thought it was a it was a um it was an impressive night she had a good rally she had a lot of enthusiasm um it it uh it drew there were far more people there than i would have thought but then for the next 24 hours, it's definitely going to be a um, the, the Jill Biden visit kind of drowns things out. I want to play. This is the Channel 12. They did a story. She got good media coverage. Again, I have the video up on DePetro.com. We did a Facebook Live. And I'll tell you, Ashley is really coming to Rome. Ashley Kalis. She has become, she has established herself as a viable alternative. She's the opposite of Governor McKee. So this is the Channel 12 story. Let me just hear this. Ashley Kalis holding a special rally in Pawtucket. She also received some notable endorsements from local Democrats. This all comes ahead of First Lady Jill Biden's Rhode Island visit tomorrow to campaign for Governor Dan McKee. 12 News reporter Amanda Pitts was at tonight's rally and joins us now live in studio with the latest. Amanda? Well, Mike, this rally comes on the eve of when First Lady Dr. Jill Biden is set to visit Rhode Island to campaign for local Democrats. In Pawtucket tonight, some Democrats throwing their support behind Kalis, saying the state needs a change. The message tonight, people over party from Republican nominee for Governor Ashley Kalis. A few hundred of her supporters filled MNG Trucking and Transportation in Pawtucket for her rally, what her campaign called the official kickoff of the Democrats for Ashley movement. Among the Democrats throwing their support behind Kalis, Dick Fossa, former mayor of North Providence and current chief of staff, to McKee ally Charlie Lombardi, and Maddie Smith, former Speaker of the House. They asked Ronald Reagan, why'd you leave the Democratic Party? Reagan, in the late 30s, early 40s, was a registered Democrat and a liberal. Then he left, he became governor of California, and the rest is history. His answer to them was, they left me. I didn't leave them. And that's what's happening today. Now, as we said, this rally comes a day before First Lady Dr. Joe Biden is set to touch down in Rhode Island for a whirlwind visit, campaigning for several Democrats. Her first stop will be at Rhode Island College, then to a campaign event for Governor Dan McKee in Providence, and lastly, a stop in Cranston to campaign for Democratic candidate for Congress, Seth Magaziner. Now, we did ask Kalis what her thoughts are on the First Lady visiting tomorrow. She said that it's sad that Governor McKee has to call in backup from Washington, and while he's holding parties, she's holding rallies live at the studio amanda pitts 12 news all right so very good piece very flattering that was former speaker matt smith i went to bishop hendrickson with his son uh he was in very good spirits he was well received you know it carries some weight it opens some eyes and they're, they're definitely not on board with the, the wokeness governor mckee's become very progressive governor mckee you got to remember is also influenced by the lieutenant governor matos who i would really like to see the um the Kalis campaign kind of go after a little bit just because i think about that when governor mckee had a chance to select his lieutenant governor he picked one he she is sabina matos is the most progressive candidate uh, or office holder i should say that rhode island's ever had i mean she, think about that she is a defund the police she was right there in 2020 supporting the rioters she oversaw the providence city council she allowed them to vandalize the columbus statue 
She uh, oversaw moving the Columbus statue, taking it down. She was silent as all these rioters destroyed downtown. You imagine in the midst of all the riots and everything, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos supported. She wanted to abolish and defund the Providence police. That, that's beyond extreme. That's who Dan McKee chose as his lieutenant governor. I believe they should turn this race into McKee Matos. Joined at the hip. Hey, they campaign together. They raise money together. They run as a ticket. I think it's fair game so far. The Kalis people have stayed away from it, but I think it's absolutely fair game. Let me hear. This is the Channel 6 piece on the Kalis rally from last night. So I saw them as well. With Jill Biden's stories <clears throat> tonight, holding an event touting Democrats who are crossing the aisle and supporting her. ABC 6 News reporter Daniel Coach joined us now live in Providence with more on the Democrats for Kalis push. Daniel. Yeah, John, and the Democrats across the state that spoke at the event tonight said they're not leaving the Democratic Party. Rather, the Democratic Party is leaving them as they refuse to vote on party lines this election in two weeks. She is the best person for the job. She has my vote. Well-known Rhode Island Democrats, Dick Fossa alongside Matt Smith, endorsing Ashley Kalis across party lines at the People Over Party rally in Pawtucket. This one day before First Lady Jill Biden will endorse Governor Dan McKee in Rhode Island uh. two weeks from general elections. He needs to call in folks from D.C. to bail him out. That's unfortunate. I don't need to have a D.C. party in Rhode Island at a critical time. But I, I get it. He needs, he needs help. Ashley Kay was sticking with her message Tuesday that she is looking to unite Rhode Islanders. I think that my message is a message about the future of Rhode Island, which is important. It's not a Democrat or Republican message. It's a message about what do we want for the future of our state. If you like my vision, you like my policies, please join us so that we can have change. Political science professor Adam Myers of Providence College says both the event tonight and the First Lady's visit tomorrow show the bipartisan element of Rhode Island fighting for the moderate vote are more Democrats than Republicans in this state. In terms of party registration, it's, I think, about a two-to-one advantage. But Kalis knows she has to convince at least some of those Democrats uh, to support her if she's going to win this race. The McKee campaign wants to gin up support from maybe reluctant Democrats, too. Myers believes whoever controls the headlines will be in a dominant position come two weeks from now. At this point, it's fair to say that Kalis will really have to dominate the headlines from this point if she's, she has any chance of winning this race. The alternative path to her winning would be a whole bunch of negative headlines coming McKee's way. McKee is going to be doing the best to rally home the troops. We'll just have to wait and see which of these strategies is more effective. We still have a few weeks out and anything can happen. First Lady Joe Biden is set to arrive in Rhode Island at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Stick with ABC6 on air and online as we follow her throughout the day on her visit here in the Ocean State. Live in Providence, I'm Daniel Coates, ABC 6 News. I saw Daniel there last night. That's a good report. By the way, folks, I just want to clarify. It was not your radio, the PC professor, Adam Myers. I've had him on. He's very good. He's knowledgeable, uh, insightful. I agree with that, by the way. That's the key, and I've kind of been saying that. Ashley Kalis needs to break through, get some highlight uh, headlines, and at the same time, or, or Governor McKee needs some negative headlines, which is certainly possible definitely possible i i think folks people are starting to look at this if we want to be objective that people are looking for an alternative governor mckee really has signed on with the special interest they're not even hiding that he's not a small business governor he's not even a, a governor for the taxpayers he is absolutely controlled by the unions of the special interests uh, i know it sounds rough i had a conversation with someone the other day that i've known for a long time was kind of with the mckee camp but was saying you know kind of along the lines like how dare you and that's so insulting a puppet on a string and a marionette I, I i'm just calling them like i say i mean that is there's no other way to get around that that's what i am seeing right now with the mckee campaign so that's what he has signed on for and he has the most progressive far left bordering on a socialist for lieutenant governor sabina matos who's completely inexperienced who has not grown in the job who hides from the media she was not elected she was appointed and this whole strategy they have where they hide her it's uh it's it's very off-putting so i think if the public would see her more i saw the 
candidate running for lieutenant governor, Aaron Guckian on. I saw him last night at the Kalis rally. He's excited. He's got a radio debate against her. Not going to get a ton of attention, let alone because of, you know, the Jill Biden visit. So I think that was kind of done on purpose. And then at the same time, the television debate that he has with her is not until next week. And so that's, it's all strategic, right? It's all strategic the way they're doing it. Okay, so the lieutenant governor is having a debate, but it'll get lost in the news uh, because of the visit by the first lady. I, I don't know. The Bidens, I think people are turned off on what's going on. We know that President Biden is very unpopular in the entire country right now, but even especially in Rhode Island, in that um, as far as Governor McKee, he is hoping to just hold on and glide through this. But the question, listen, it's I, I think it is in the single digits. He's in the lead. Ashley Kalis needs some momentum in uh, the next, you know, between now and Election Day. She's really got to gin up some excitement, get people to look at her, realize the direction the state is going, and needs exactly as the professor said some democrats to say you know what governor mckee he's too much aligned with the unions the special interest and on top of that his he's too far left he's too influenced by the progressives in the party and and it, and it's all accurate by the way he is all right it's wednesday it's still lousy weather uh but the first lady's in town and it's the john DePietro show this is the perfect time of year to have some paving done for your home residential commercial seal coating and patios make it letter j j perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service call them today for a free estimate 401-732-1730 the next couple of months get your driveway prepared for winter time call j perry paving today for a free quote 401-732-1730 licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients needs no matter how big or how small whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving today. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Remember, even asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook and call 401-732-1730. Remember, no one's better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 732 1730 high quality fair pricing exceptional service free estimate j perry paving 401-732-1730 you're listening to the john DePietro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipietro.com again it is wednesday first lady jill biden is in town all the excitement i don't think it's really exciting but now, I attended the Ashley Kalis rally last night. I covered it, and it was Democrats for Kalis. But at the same time, the big story, the big story is, if you saw it, this was, it was uncomfortable to watch. It's the Senate race in Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz and the Lieutenant Governor, John Fetterman. And the fact that it, it it was the it was a very decisive debate in the fact that the guy is clearly he had suffered a stroke clearly not up to serving in the senate so i want to play some of the sounds starting with this was an independent pennsylvania voter before the debate i was leaning towards fetterman i think i totally changed to oz let's hear this I was definitely, uh, I'm an independent, by the way, I was definitely leaning towards Fetterman, and I think I have totally changed to the Oz side. Why? I felt that um, Fetterman, I felt that Fetterman just looked like he didn't have command of the facts. I do think his condition, unfortunately, is going to affect his ability to do the job. I thought Oz uh, was pretty clear on the issues, um, and I thought he presented himself well and uh, definitely threw out some plans where I didn't see any plans coming out of Fetterman. You know, it's a, amazing, folks. So I was kind of following some of this when I was at the Kalis rally, and, I mean, it stuck, if you saw it, it was wide coverage last night. Dr. Oz is well-known from television. But Fetterman actually walks out 
and says, "Gonna this." I thought somebody had put this together. <laughs> he opens the b- debate. Hi, good night, everybody. This is the huge. He's a huge guy. I think he weighs like three hundred fifty pounds, four hundred pounds. He's six five. He's got a huge lump on the back of his neck. He had a stroke back in May. Opens the debate by saying, "Hi, good night, everybody." I thought it was like a goof. Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's <laughs> running to use Pennsylvania. I mean, that, and that's pretty much, that summed up how the night was going to go. It was, it was really remarkable that they had him out there. He is clearly not up to the task of, of being in the Senate. For a six-year term, and this is the guy that was lieutenant governor. It was, um, like I said, it was, it, it was even uncomfortable to watch. This is Democrat Chris Coons on the Pennsylvania debate. Here we go. Why would you say that voters should be more concerned about, say, Mehmet Oz, including his problematic abortion answer, than John Fetterman, including his problematic fracking answer and his health issues? Well, Brianna, those are exactly the sorts of things that Pennsylvanians will be weighing in the just 12 days left of campaigning before the midterm elections. I watched the debate last night. It was hard to watch, frankly. It was hard to watch. It was uncomfortable to watch, as a matter of fact. If you caught any of that, I've never seen he was stammering and it it was, uh, by all accounts, it was just a... um, I, I I cannot believe they had him out there. Um, li- listen to this answer. This is uh, Fetterman last night. Price gouging corporations that are making record profits while jacking up prices for all of us. How do you plan to do this, sir? You mentioned price going after price gouging corporations. How do you plan to do this? You have 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. We have to keep pushing back on that. And he would never make that choice to, to fight for uh, for, for uh, Amer- families here in Pennsylvania. You know, he has never met an air, uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about. You know, he has never been able to stand up for working families all across Pennsylvania. You know, we must push back. Inflation has hurt Americans and Pennsylvania's families, and it has given the oil companies record profits. All right, thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Turning wow. to the next issue, Dan. I mean, you, it Mr. is Fetterman. just, folks, the guy should not have been out there in, in any way. And it was not, it was choppy, it was uncomfortable, it was, um, he is just not up to be there. Let me hear, uh, CBS did a breakdown. Did I, do I want to play that? Let me hear how the, uh, this is uh, the Today Show this, this morning. This was highly anticipated, not only because of questions concerning Democrat John Fetterman's health after his stroke six months ago, but also because this race could decide which party controls the Senate. Wow. And that will affect every single American come next year. We'll show you how it all played out. Let's start this morning with NBC's Dasha Burns in Harrisburg. Dasha, good morning. Savannah, good morning. This debate was highly anticipated, not just by voters here in Pennsylvania, but people across the country. It's an extremely tight race, just a couple of points separating these candidates in the polls. And in a battle against one of the most familiar faces on American television, many tuned in to see how Fetterman would fare after suffering a stroke earlier this year. And the stakes could not have been higher. In a race that could help decide the balance of power in Congress, Pennsylvania Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz neck and neck in the polls, finally face to face on the debate stage. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. John Fetterman takes everything to an extreme, and those extreme positions hurt us all. Fetterman acknowledging what he called the elephant in the room, the stroke that nearly killed him five months ago. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate mush two words together. I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that had to be made to get back up. And I've made my entire career 
dedicating to those kinds of pursuits. Fetterman using closed captioning to assist with auditory processing, battling Dr. Oz. It's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young you know, students to, to give them a break. But experiencing some stumbles throughout the debate, particularly during an exchange over fracking, challenged by the moderators for past contradictory comments. I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Fetterman says he's fit to serve, <laughs> citing a letter from what? his doctor, but he would not commit to releasing his full medical records. I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve, and, and that's what I believe is appropriate. The celebrity TV doctor never directly addressing Fetterman's health, but saying this during an exchange on education. I've visited vocational schools. I've had answered, but John, because obviously I wasn't clear enough for you to understand this. One point where Oz has not been clear, how he'd vote on a 15-week abortion ban introduced by Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. A clear difference from his opponent. My campaign would fight for Roe v. Wade, and if given the opportunity to codify it, into law. Oz also trying to court moderate undecided voters. But it was former President Trump's endorsement that helped get him onto the Republican ticket here. Donald Trump has supported you. He has endorsed you. Why won't you fully commit to supporting him in 2024? Oh, I do. I would support Donald Trump if he decided to run for president. And Savannah, speaking to media after the debate, the Fetterman spokesperson said the campaign was thrilled with his performance, oh. saying he won, quote, countless exchanges against Oz. And we asked the Oz spokesperson what the Republican meant when he said that decisions about abortion should be made between, quote, a woman or her doctor and local political leaders. The campaign responded that he is, quote, pro-life with exceptions for rape, incest, and the life of the mother. And Savannah, voters that we talked to overnight said that they uh, wish they'd seen more substance and fewer attacks well i mean it's a debate for crying out loud so but all in all i predict oz is going to now win this race and it was i'm not even doing it justice folks just you, you gotta see some of this it was um the, let me play just a little bit of the the cbs package on it i mean fetterman was the stammering the stopping the two words together but it knocked me down but i'm going to keep coming back up while his gop opponent dr mehmet oz went straight to attacking his opponent as soft on crime john fetterman during this crime wave has been trying to get as many murderers convicted and sentenced to life in prison out of jail as possible he has no experience he has never made any attempt to try to address crime during his entire career except showing up for photo ops here in philadelphia the two clashed on abortion i don't want the federal government involved with that at all let me I just go back to the um the beginning part campaign. Bob, good morning to you. He started right off the bat <clears> this guy's a good reporter good to see you he did, Gail. Good morning. Good to be with you. Last night's debate, it was a crucial crossroads in Robert the battle Costa. for the Senate. It was also reflective of the state of politics in Pennsylvania him. and the nation. Tense exchanges on the issues and on character. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. Yeah, he had a stroke, all right. I mean, the guy just, it, it was, and some of the... The tweets about it, like even Joe Scarborough was saying, this is uncomfortable and painful to watch. To pay the bills of lawyers who went to graduate school and haven't paid their debt back. Dr. Oz, you know, loves free. I noticed that um, the CBS package, they're not running as much about it. But listen, by all accounts, the headlines off of this um, are, are just brutal on Fetterman. Fetterman Oz. Tattoo Titan, TV Medic, Spar, Awkward Pauses and Errors, Video of Worst Moment, Painful Spectacle. That's how it was described, and it, it was. I believe that opening statement, good night, everybody. I think that, that right there was the race. Good night, everybody. Let me just hear that one more time. Your political experience includes serving as the mayor of Braddock, a small borough near Pittsburgh, and one term as lieutenant governor. You're running for a seat that could decide...
the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. (laughs) And I think right there, good night, everybody, was the race. All right, folks, it's Wednesday. First Lady Jill Biden is in town. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane heating and cooling. It's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. We're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining us right now, he is a columnist of the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And uh, Dan McGowan, it is covered in the globe. I do want to talk Rhode Island, but I'm just curious. Um, did you happen to catch any of the Dr. Oz-Fetterman debate last night? Josh Fetterman debate out of for the Senate, hotly contested Senate seat in, in Pennsylvania. I was at the the uh, Ashley Kalis rally in Pawtucket. I was listening to it on the, the way home, and then I watched it. And I, I'm just curious if Dan McGowan got a chance to catch any of that. Yeah, well, I think uh, you you just hit on something that's really important. The walk, it, the uh, watching it versus listening to it, I think, is uh, particularly disturbing in some ways. Uh, and, and when you watch it, you were really—I mean, I was—you were very uncomfortable. I think um, watching that sort of performance and uh, a poor Fetterman, quite frankly. And I think all the reaction so far is that Dr. Oz is in a, a much better place. Um, after this debate, right? I mean, and, and you know, you feel bad. Look, health is is a real thing, but you know, in in any other, I mean, in, maybe not any other election, but in most years, if you were to go back and say this, I mean, you'd be having conversations about the Democrat needs to drop out, and look, it's just a loss, and and you, know, you come back fight, you know, fight this in six years, and there's just the pressure on the Democrats to keep Fetterman in this race, despite clearly not being, um, not being able to do, you know, I think an essential part of, um, you know, of campaigning, right. Which is debating. Uh, uh, you, you know, I, I thought that, I thought it was a huge challenge. I, I can't remember if I read it in the globe or if it was in one of the other kind of takeaways on it, but I thought it was really well summed up. It might've been Politico that said, um, you know, the average, the median voter in Pennsylvania is, you know, white, I think in their, somewhere in their 40s or 50s, they're non-college educated, they're, they're not the kind of people who, you know, are going to be on watching MSNBC or, or on Twitter, you know, and saying like, oh, this is how, you know, stroke uh, victims, you know, recover, it doesn't mean anything, it's just about his recovery. The average voter sees this and says, that was a horrible performance. Yeah, and, I mean, and it I was, think, un- I, think it's, I think it's a big swing. It is, it was uncomfortable to watch. Now, uh, Dan McGowan, uh, First Lady Jill Biden is in Rhode Island today. Now, is Dan McGowan riding with the uh, the press pool for the First Lady the way you, you know, in the past? I did this for Kamala Harris. Yes. It was a great time, by the way. It was interesting. I would have loved to do it if it was a Republican. God, if it was Melania, it would have been even more fun. Um, I'm not uh, in doing this, but my colleague Ed Fitzpatrick is, is going to be covering it. Uh, and, you know, I know Jill Biden's going to be everywhere today. She's going to be at Rick. And then I think there's an event at the, uh, the Graduate or the Biltmore, whatever it is now. Um, but uh, it's, it, it, I'm interested in your thoughts on it, too, because, you know, if it's it is not uncommon for a president or the president's wife or you know, the, the, the VP to come campaign in Rhode Island. We've seen this in the past. 
but it does show you. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's different this time. I feel like there's a there's a little bit of a sense of people are worried here. You're worried about the if you're a Democrat, you're worried about where Magaziner stands. Um, I think you're less worried about Dan McKee, but you are. You're kind of looking at this and watching and just kind of hoping he can run the clock out on Ashley Kalis in a lot of ways. Yeah, I I, I think that, I mean number one. It'll, you know, raise a little money. It'll, it'll almost yep. be like a, a news. I was trying to explain to people. It's like a news blackout on on both races because it's going to be tough to try to get attention today because yes. she's in town. But I, I don't think it. I don't think it sway. It doesn't sway anybody. You know that I, maybe the fact that one in four voters of Fung is a Democrat that. I, I don't think that helps the race. Um, no, you if, very... you get, if you get Barack Obama here, you know, who is still widely popular in Rhode Island and is a charismatic kind of dynamic figure, that's a boost. Like, I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not quite sure that Jill Biden is. I think you're right that, that you, well, you hit it on the head. People out there, this, what, what actually plays here, what actually matters is that it, it stunts the, you know, the, um, the progress of more so Ashley Kalis than Alan Fung. Alan Fung isn't doing really anything to try to make news in his race. Like he's running his own campaign. He doesn't really need to, you know, get on people's radar. He's got almost universal name recognition, all of that. But if you're Ashley Kalis, who's had this pretty good streak going for yourself of, you know, I'm always getting, uh, I'm always getting in the news. I'm getting lots of attention. Now you've got a stretch where, you know, yesterday was all about. Jill Biden is coming to town today. It's all about Jill Biden is in town tomorrow. Who knows? You know, the, the, it's, it's all about Jill Biden was here yesterday. Uh, and so, you know, you do lose a couple of days of the news cycle. And Ashley Kayla still desperately needs to introduce herself to voters. Jay McGowan, what do you make of uh, the McKee people trying to say, well, you know, look at the parallels between him and I heard this and the president, you know, they're both married teachers, they're both older men. I, I don't know if, if Biden is the one right now, the president, that you want parallels between that. You can't ignore the polls, the way people are very concerned about inflation. The Democrats now are pivoting off these other issues and coming back to the economy. So as much as they try to spin it, I, I think there's a level of tone deafness here that they are believing their own hype. I, I, you are not taught. This is not something that people are concerned about. And I know she's the most popular person right now between the president and the vice president. It's the first lady, but I, this, this is not what people are talking about. Well, and go back to this. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't mean to hold the Obamas up as the saviors here, but just look at approval ratings, right? And Michelle Obama might be the actual most popular Democrat in America right. at this point. So, you know, it is, if it were the Obamas, any one of them, I don't care if it was the kids, you know, people might get a little, you, you get at least Democratic excitement here. I'm not sure that people are all that enthusiastic. And it has to do in some ways with the top of the ticket. Look, you know, Governor McKee, uh, he, would, he wouldn't claim to be the, you know, the greatest orator in the world. And he hasn't run a particularly enthusiastic campaign. He didn't run an enthusiastic primary campaign. And so, you know, then you've got Jill Biden to come here and, and you know, you, you hope that maybe she can energize people. But I don't know. I mean, you're not energizing the base of Democratic voters around Dan McKee. You're just, it's just not going to happen. Dan, no. McKee is, Dan McKee may win this race. In fact, I would probably put it, if, if you had to make me bet, I'm sure I would say, yeah, prob, Dan McKee probably holds on, wins the governor's race. But it's not because he's this, you know, dynamic figure. It's because he's holding on. Yeah, and you could even just, uh, as the Globe has had folks, and again, it's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, as the Globe has had great coverage of the Massachusetts race. I mean, if you believe the polls, Maura Healy's, you know, she's at 56 to 36. McKee's... Right. You know, um, Dean McGowan, I'm curious your thought. I did see your colleague Brian Amaral last night. I, I have to admit that there were way more people there last night in Pawtucket than I thought were going to be there. I'll say this about the Kalis campaign. I mean, talk about putting all effort in. And Dick, both Dick Fossa and Maddie Smith, granted, you know, they're older, but North Providence, North Providence is key for a Republican to win if, in fact, you know, you want to have a strong showing. And but just between the element of getting that number of people together 
and it was a rotten night. Twice I was turned around Miserable, like, oh, the hell right. with this. I'm driving a rainy garage in Pawtucket. But um, just curious your thoughts on this Democrats for for uh, Ashley event la- they had last night. I mean, she's doing exactly what I would do if I was running against Democrats, right? I'd try to get, you know, uh, some dissidents on board. You know, she would have much rather, and you and I talked about this over the summer, and you, you and I know this very well. You know, there was a moment where... Uh, you know, Joe Palacina, the mayor of Johnston, was kind of looking for a new person, right? Yeah. Flirted with everybody. I believe he even did have conversations with Ashley Kalis. And, you know, if you really want the big home run, you would have wanted a Palacina or a Lombardi. But you hit it on the head. You've got in North, you know, North Province a place that you need to do well. Uh, traditionally, if, if a Republican wins, it's because they're going to win places like that. Um and you know what? I, I give Ashley Kalis a ton of credit. She, you, you, you're right. She is running uh, an energetic, kind of spirited campaign. Uh, talk about, you know, nobody thought I could do this. I mean, literally nobody knew who you were eight months ago, six months ago. And now you're, you know, you're probably inside of 10 points. Uh, so you've done enough. You've shown that you're a serious person. Also, I think she's, she's uh, beat back against... Uh, some of the narrative that maybe she was completely like woefully unqualified. Uh, I, I think she's perfectly qualified to be the governor. And again, I don't know that she's going to win, but she, she certainly has proved herself and she's doing all the things that the insurgent campaign, um, you know, always needs to do. I, I go back and you know, I, I, I don't mean to hold up God, the Obamas and the Ramundos as like the key to all, to all things, but you know, think about how Gina Raimondo really made her mark in Rhode Island. It wasn't by having progressive Democrats on board. It was by having conservative kind of business people who yep. really liked her and who, 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 you know, she gave them confidence that, that she could run the place. And then, you know, they put the money and they, they put energy behind her. I think Ashley Kalis is trying to make the same case that, you know what, like, I, I'm going to do everything I can to show you that I can do this job. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to throw things against the wall. Sometimes they're not going to stick. I loved the, the strategy last week of have an event every day. All the reporters, myself included, all we do is complain about how we never get invited to events anymore. All, all, That's the, right. all the politicians are forgetting about how important we are. Ashley Kalis has an event every single day. Uh, and, 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 you know, she's, she's doing a good job getting getting out there. She's going to make this race much closer than anybody thought it would have been. Dan McGowan, as far as CD2, uh, I, it, it's interesting. Number one, the amount of money that's been spent. I like the fact you write, wrote, boy, this problem with Channel 12 and Nexstar. I mean, I don't have it because I have YouTube TV, but it, it's <laughs> it's affecting uh, I, I, I know of people that didn't see the debate because of it, but yep. but what do you what is Dan McGowan make of the fact that this point in the race, less than two weeks to go, and Seth Magazine is now trying to pivot into different areas, different you know, he's it seems like he's coming off the the abortion issue and he's trying to go into the economy. Well, it seems to me like they're you know, it's in breaking news by any means, but you know. Talk about a campaign that is over uh, reliant on consultants and sort yes. of what the Dem- what the Democratic Party wants to do. You know, Democrats nationally, it would appear, uh, have kind of misplayed their hand in some ways. Where in in July and in August, they felt like they had lots of momentum all around Roe, right, all around the decision. There was lots of energy, and they, it's like they forgot that the election is in November. And now you've got a situation where uh, I think there, every poll shows that, that the economy, you know, uh, even crime starting to sneak up again is kind of a top issue all over the place. Both campaigns are seeing it. That's why Republicans have been running this way forever. Uh, and I think you're right. I think you're starting to see a little bit of the, um, that switch. I'm just not sure it's, it's enough this late in the, in the campaign. I still think that race is razor thin. I think it could go either way. You, know, you can't count out a Democrat in Rhode Island. It's, it, you know, I think that would be foolish. But the thing about Alan Fung that he's done really well is Alan Fung could say, hey, Seth, welcome to the party. I've been talking about these issues the entire campaign. And, you know, you could go on and say, I've been doing this for, for a decade in Cranston. Uh, so, so 
uh, it does appear that he's he's making you know a little bit of a, a pivot. I think his most recent commercial, uh, Seth Magaziner's most recent commercial is probably his best one yet. Smart, it's, you know, uh, it kind of comes across as a little bit more energy than we normally see from Seth Magaziner. But you know, every time he does something well, Alan Fung's out with another kind of charming, corny ad that that is like you said in the debate exactly who he is i mean alan yes. fung is so comfortable in his own skin uh whereas you never feel that way on the democratic side dan mcgowan you wrote a piece about bill gilbert what do you, what was your what was your thought on what charlie Bax, the former uh, columnist for the provident journal and charles his reaction to it well it's so funny you you know i you hear from all throughout the Democratic primary, all I did is hear how poor Luis Munoz isn't getting any attention. And then now that, you know, this could put the Democrat at risk, everybody suddenly is, you know, outraged that there are third party candidates, uh, you know, that, that, that get any attention at all. You know, I'll tell you the reason I wrote that. My gut feeling, I hadn't looked quite deeply at the crosstabs. My gut feeling on it was I, I, I just kind of assumed that the moderate candidate, so-called moderate candidate, is going to take away a little bit from Allen. And I thought this maybe lowers the win number for Seth Magaziner in some ways. Maybe, you know, again, if he's he's polling at 5% in our poll, uh, you know, if it's a 48-47-5 race, uh, that's a potential win for Seth Magaziner. That, that, that's probably what he needs to happen. But if you look at the polling, both our poll and the Channel 12 poll, um, he actually takes away from Democrats, uh, you know, a fairly significant amount. My gut tells me that it'll lower uh, and he'll, he'll end up in that three or four percent range. But even that in a race that could be this tight and you're going to have a situation. I, I put this in the column. You're going to have a situation where this will be the first time we, Rhode Island has elected somebody to Congress, whether it's the Senate or the House, since 1967 with less than 50 percent of the vote. Wow. Uh, so, so that's a rare time. Um, I understand it. If I'm both campaigns, by the way, I'm I don't yeah of this wild card who just you know just having a name on the ballot is a uh, factor. It's not the same way as you know a Bob Healy or somebody who had even Chris Young who had name recognition from years of you know calling into your show and things like that. Um, it's not quite the same, but every percent, every vote could count in this race if it's as close as we think it might be. Folks, each day I start with, uh, you get it in your inbox, your email. It's called Roadmap. It comes from Dan McGowan. You get full links. He's always breaking news in it. You get kind of a, like, here's what's happening today, and here's what you want to read in the Globe. And Dan McGowan, right now, if you'd be so kind to extend that offer to anyone who's listening. Of course. And every week I do this, every week my inbox fills up with listeners of, of your show who listen to this. Uh, it's very simple. The easiest thing in the world. It's free. Comes into your inbox every single morning, and all you have to do is send me a blank email. You don't have to write anything in the subject line. I'll know what it is. rinews at globe.com. rinews at globe.com. I'll sign you up. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job as always. We'll talk to you again. Talk soon, John. Thank you.